pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection. Welcome in to the first pick podcast Thursday night football preview edition. Thursday night, October 17th, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Denver Broncos. Again, I'm your boy Vinny Gumbats. You are listening to the first pick podcast. If you want to follow me individually on Twitter and Instagram at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. I don't put any kind of football content up, though, on uh, Instagram, so you just want to stick to Twitter. But the podcast, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at the First Pick Pod. That is something you guys want to follow. We're putting up um, all kinds of funny memes, fantasy advice, betting advice, uh, betting strategies, fantasy strategies, funny memes. I said that already. My bad. Repetitive. <laughs> but um, breaking news, and uh, we also let you guys know when we drop a new episode i'm with my man big kev aka the biggest boss let them know where they can find you and where they can listen to us and let's get rolling into this preview at biggest boss 76 on twitter and instagram you can listen to us on soundcloud spotify podcast addict apple itunes and google music please rate review share share rate review fives everywhere anywhere you listen give us five subscribe to us let people know you're listening to us maybe one day we'll blow up we're gonna keep doing this until it happens um thanks so we want five stars because if we don't get five stars i'm giving you five fingers yeah (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking no threats no threats i just thought that was funny i thought i heard you say five stars and i was like i could come in with that yeah anyway kansas city chiefs four and two Fresh off of two losses. Denver Broncos, 2-4. Fresh off of two wins. Divisional matchup. Thursday night football. Denver's looking good. Well, not maybe not looking good, but they've been impressive on the defensive side of the ball. Fourth in total defense, man. We were just talking about it on the previous pod we just did on the fantasy pod. They're pretty good. Yeah, and they're doing all this without Bradley Chubb. Uh, Kansas City's looking a little hobbled as of late. With some injuries and, uh, you know, kind of sputtering out here. Line on this game is Kansas City minus three. Total is sitting at about 48 and a half. First thing that sticks out to me, I want to let you guys know that this, this line opened up at Kansas City minus four and a half. And that got gobbled up real quick by the Denver Broncos backers. They were taking that four and a half money real quick. And this went all the way. When I saw it, by the time I saw it, it got to three and a half. And now it's at three. So there's a love for Denver out there somewhere. I don't know where, maybe in the western mountain time out there in Denver, but uh, it ain't over here, Kev. I got no love for Denver right now, but I'm not quick to lay three points with the Chiefs. This total, 48.5, I'm loving the under. I think this is way too many points for these two teams. The Chiefs aren't putting up the points that they have been in the past, and uh, Denver can't score. And they're stopping people from scoring. So I'm like an under. How about you? I'm with you on this. You know why that number moved so fast and why Denver people are backing them? Eric Fisher and Andrew Wiley. 
both out. That's the starting tackle and the starting guard for the Kansas City Chiefs and also the reason why Patrick Mahomes is limping around on that ankle because they can't. He's trying to get out. He does like to get the ball down the field and sometimes he'll hold on to it too long. That's the one of the worst parts about the best quarterbacks in the league except for Tom Brady. These guys are looking. Aaron Rodgers always looking for extra get it down. Deshaun Watson always looking for that extra time to get it down the field. I get it. Get the ball out of your hand but I think that is a big thing going on here for them and then also Kendall Fuller a really good cornerback for those guys he's also out they have a lot of injuries they're struggling right now to keep their players and there is no respite in in the next few weeks they still have five weeks before their next bye week so until their week 12 they're the last one of the season so they're gonna have to suck it up and i think denver has a real chance of coming into this game and winning bro so what do you think about those points are you liking the three-point home dog there or is that not enough for you not enough. Me too. I feel like I, 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 at that four and a half though, had I caught that number, I might have, I might have been able to press a wager on it because I get a little bit more than a field goal. But um, I, I think this is where the Chiefs will show their resilience. Andy Reid's going to come out with a plan. Uh, I'm not saying I'm laying a three. This is probably going to be a stay away game for me. Um, on the side. However, I'm really in love with this total. Got to be honest though, people haven't done any kind of homework on it, but just initially looking at that number, I just don't see how the Chiefs could drop their normal, you know, points with their injuries and uh, Denver getting to them pretty quick. Denver's offense is putrid. You know what I mean? Aside from Lindsey and Royce Freeman running a rock, and I like taking unders when a team likes to run because that means that tick, 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 just chewing up clock, running a ball. I'm running away with the under right here. I'm going to try to see if I can get me a better number than 48, if I can see if there's anything out there. I don't know if there's being bet up because of the Kansas City Chiefs games, but that's what I like. I'm not sticking with a side, though. What do you got from the fantasy angle? Anybody poking out to you there? Um, not really. Well, I guess with Kendall Fuller out, I'll, I'll definitely take Cortland Sutton, especially if Emmanuel Sanders isn't going to play. And oh, he's he's good. He also he's the good. Questionable to go tag is gone. I still think he's even. He that makes Cortland Sutton better because Absolutely. then the focus is not just on him. You it want. is just them too because Deshaun Hamilton really hasn't been doing much and nobody's I, come out. So if yeah. you have a Denver receiver, I guess your only downfall is that you're dependent on Joe Flacco. Now he does have a wonderful deep ball, but other than that, you know he's not very consistent. He's they're not scoring much on this team so that leaves you a little bit nervous i you would absolutely take the uh uh, philip Lindsay in this game versus kansas city their defense struggles in well with everything their rushing defense is 30th that's terrible they give up 161 points a game they're 27th in total yards you start everybody if you have a denver bronco named corlin sutton Philly, uh, Philip, Philip Lindsay, Lindsay, Royce Freeman, Emmanuel Sanders. Start him. That's pretty much the, the that, only That's guys the crew. There. That's because I mean Noah Fant. I was high on him coming into the season, but I don't know what's going on over there. And uh, I thought Joe Flacco would connect with him a little bit more, but I'm just not seeing it. And he could be young. He could not be there yet. There's a lot of things that go along with that because Joe Flacco generally, actually, the tight ends weren't as good when Joe Flacco was in the rate with the Ravens. They, just, they were always hurt. You know, Max Williams. Uh, what's the other guy? Dennis Pitta. Remember yes, Dennis Pitta? Yes, yes. He had a yeah. nice hot streak there for so, a minute. So, you know, they, he never really had a guy that stayed there that was uh, healthy enough for him throughout the season. But I don't know, other than those four guys, who else you're going to be playing because their offense really just doesn't get going. But against this Kansas City City, Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, I'm, I'm saving with you. that one. I'm with you. We start them all. You know what I mean? You might even get John Elway to get started here. Terrell Davis. Uh, who else we have back in the day? Um, 
Uh, Ed McCaffrey? Ed McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's father. Yeah, that's, you can get them all started here. What about the Kansas City side? Obviously, Denver at home, in altitude, tough defense. They're getting clicking now. You're not not starting Mahomes. Of course, and they're going to be better. Tyreek Hill, I don't think people understand. I told y'all last week on how the Packers game plan. Every team starts there. When Andy Reid sits down, he's like, where am I going to put Travis? Where am I going to put Tyreek Hill? And how will they respond? And how will we respond to their response? So they all start there. When you have Tyreek Hill, he puts so much pressure. It's nerve-wracking every time if they have to pay attention to him every time. So I think offensively, obviously, you can start everybody as far as the receivers are concerned. Well, those two guys are concerned, Tyree Kill, uh, Kelsey. But I have a question for you, Vince. Talk to me. This run defense, I mean, run offense, I apologize. It's bad. They are 27th in rushing yards in the league per game, 82 per game. They don't give anybody the the that the chance, actually. They don't no. give them enough tries. Because how many times have you seen Shady McCoy with nine rushers for, for 57 yards? Yeah, it's just a makeshift uh... – you know, backfield, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I have Shady in our listener league. I, I acquired him through trade. I wasn't crazy about it, but I just, I, you know, I just wanted the depth that running back there. But there's a reason why I didn't draft any of these guys because you just don't know who's going to be who. You know, and I, I, with Shady coming there, I saw some resurgence with him. But you know, that one game he fumbled the ball and they yanked him, and then it just seems like Damian Williams and was it? It's Daryl. I always get these two guys confused. Damian Williams is like the lead league guy. And who then the other there? one's Daryl. It's Daryl. Yes. Yeah. I think. Be honest with you, I think he is the more impressive one out of the out of those guys. You know, I think he has the most burst, but it's like you said, they're not getting the chances. You know what I mean? It's like one guy this game, and and then not even that. It's like he's getting seven carries, he's getting. Seven. I think they just need to make up their mind and and stick with a guy and have a guy spell him. That's it. But you know, see, but my issue is though, Vince, with with Andy Reid, it's not that they're not effective. Nine carries for 57 yards, that's 5.7 yards, a carry, 5. That's 7 really yards a carry. So it's not like they're not effective. It's him just, I got Patrick Mahomes, let me stick with it. No, if we know you're going to pass, you're making the defense's life easier. The defense is starting to realize that, oh, you're averaging five, but you're still going to throw it anyway? Fine. I'll just focus on Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, take them out the game, and continue to let you force the ball down the field when we're dropping eight people back and only rushing three in your face. Exactly. And that's why I said to them, I mean, uh, that's why I had said, that in our fantasy frenzy episode i think this is the week that damian williams breaks out i don't mean he's going to break out like he's going to be you know 500 yards whatever but they have to run the ball they're they're hobbled with patrick mahomes their offensive line isn't you know they're missing two guys on the offensive line they gotta pound the rock against this team and yes there's a great defense but you know what they say the run game opens up the pass. Everything. It opens up everything. And so many people say, oh, this is a passing league. And it is. We've passed more now in football than ever. You will never be able to effectively play football without a run game. You will not win a Super Bowl without an effective run game or a really, really effective short passing game that can mimic those things. It's one of the most important things in the league, and it'll never stop. So all of you who like to draft receivers first in your fantasy leagues, good luck. You're going to need those running backs no matter what. Exactly. Um, I think, again, the Denver, they control the clock here. It's going to be a tough game, man, and that's why I really don't have a side here. Um, I'm actually going to try to hurry up with this, and, and I want to I see what this line is for the under so I could get some in early before I have to wait until last minute and not get the best number. So what, what's your idea on if you have an under, right? Because right now I'm considering, you know, I like to do the two-team parlays yes. and the shares league and all those things. Do I wait? 
Because I have two teams that I love right now that I am about to put some legitimate shares on. Is it an underdog? Yes, they're both underdogs, but they're both have both teams are playing good teams. I want to take the Ravens and I want to take the maybe this is another conversation for another pod, no? Uh, I mean, we could discuss it here because it kind of correlates with the under. Right. I think taking unders and underdogs, you wait till last minute. Now, listen, I want you guys to know that this does not always work out. Right. This is a market like the stock market. It goes up and down. It it does. (laughs) It goes up and down. And not every time is it – you cannot be accurate every time. If there was somebody that was accurate every time, they would be a good bazillionaire. You know what I'm saying? It's it's impossible because you're also dealing with human beings and what happens on the field. Listen, would the Jets have won their game if Amari Cooper played the whole game? I don't know. Would the you know I don't care about the game that just happened with the with the penalties and whatnot. But would the you know the Packers have won their game if it wasn't that flag or something like that? Or if the Lions would have kicked the field goal, then they would have needed to go for the touchdown instead of the field goal at the end of the game. And, you know, that changes all kinds of implications right. because now you're hitting an over. The Packers are covering the spread. There's so many integral parts of a game that changes the outcome. With that being said, for the most part, with underdogs and with unders, the reason I say wait until last minute, because the betting public, the people that aren't listening to the first pick podcast, <laughs> they like the favorites and the overs. Who wants to root for no points when you're watching a football game right. or a basketball game or a hockey game? You want action. You want points, 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 points. And the best thing about an over is once you hit the over, your bet is over. You win. With an under, you got to wait until the end. Right. You got to wait to make sure. The, the saying with the under is you're always winning. Until you're not. Right. Because the score starts off 0-0. So you're winning, 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 winning. And then when that thing goes over, game's over for you too. And right now I'm looking at a, uh, somebody that has it at 47 and a half. The under in this game. Yes. Oh, I need to, we need to end this because I need to get on there. And make that, <laughs> bet. that means that number's dropping. Drop, yeah. drop, drop. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is if you like those dogs, um, I, I, would, I would get them at the last minute. However, the two teams that you told me about the dogs that you like, they're winning teams, which is a little, you know – that's where I kind of find the bias almost because they're good teams. And sometimes people like the, the public dog. You know what I'm saying? Like last week, the Saints were the public dog. Everybody was betting them. How come the Saints are getting points? I wasn't one of them because I thought it was going to be a wacky game. It was for the first half, but then the Saints wind up pulling it out there. And when you see three, this is something that Vinny and I who – the Philly ringer who we had on the betting podcast spoke about three is automatic home field advantage. So when you're seeing three out there between the Seattle Seahawks and the Baltimore Ravens or the Chicago bears and the new Orleans saints, they're just giving that three to home field advantage. And each one has a hook. Yes. So that's where you're getting that slight tick. They're basically telling you these two teams are even if they played in my backyard First of all, they would have a lot of room, but um, hopefully one day the podcast blows up and I will have a lot of room in my backyard. But anyway, um, if they them two played in London, it would be a pick 'em, right? You know what I'm saying? Or in this case, a one point favorite because it is like you said, there is a hook involved. So that's a tough one, though, Kev, and that's kind of something you got to make your own uh, gut feeling on there. You know, what I, mean? I already but, have. But I was just wanting yeah. to see where at where at Vinny Goombots had to say I about it. That's all. Yeah, like for this Sunday, I told you, man, my method was going wait, wait, wait to the Steelers because they're going to look at the Steelers with Devlin Hodges back there. That line went from seven and a half. 
That line went from seven and a half down to six, up to seven before game time. I got it at seven and a half, six, and then at seven again. I bet it three different times. <laughs> and uh, all three of them hit. Right. I wish I would have did a little little sprinkle on the money line, but uh, I was uh, I was a wuss. So <laughs> actually, you know what? I sometimes I have so many wages I forget. I did a little coffee bet on the money line uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which wound up cashing. Back to this game, wrapping it up with our Thursday night preview. I don't like the side here. I want to see what's going to go on with the banged up Kansas City Chiefs. However, I play in a pick and pull. I have to pick a side every time. I'm going to go with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs minus the tree. I ain't betting it. I am going to look. I am going to look for a wager on that under 48 and a half, though, Kev. How about you? I guess I go with the Chiefs. Oh, it, it's so hard because that Denver defense can keep the offense in the I game. I like the home dog too. I think Denver has a real chance here. Okay. I think they truly have a real chance as long as the defense. Can I don't stand disagree up. with you. And if Chris Harris can keep his eyes, can keep his eyes on Tyreek Hill. I don't. He's not as fast, but he's a really good corner. Uh, oh, I think Denver can win this game. I'm not going to call it. I think they have a real chance to keep it close. I would take Denver in the points, man. Keep in mind, too, Denver has only lost one game by more than a touchdown. That was week one to the Oakland Raiders. That defense is playing. I, by I'm, more than a touchdown. They did lose another game. They lost to you guys, I believe. I forget what the score was. But at home, they've either won their 27 27-16. Okay, so that was more than a touchdown. My apologies, guys. But at home, this is off the dome. I got no notes on this, guys, uh, so I don't know. But at home, they either won or lost by less than a field goal. Right. So being a home dog up to three points, it's not bad. I don't love the side of the Kansas City Chiefs, but I think I would side with them. But I, you know what I'm going to wait on to see? I want to see. I've been talking about this guy for a while. You know where I'm going, right? Bryce Callahan. Oh, my God. What's, You've been saying his yo, name every He's legit, man. <laughs> when he comes in, if him and Chris Harris are there playing together, there ain't nobody catching the ball. Right. So, Bryce Callahan, I want to see what's up with him. And uh, let me get that under 48 and a half. You got anything else, Kev? I'm good, bro. Thank you guys for listening to the First Pick Podcast Thursday Night Football Edition, Thursday Night Football Preview Edition, however you want to slice it. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombots. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And you can find the First Pick Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at the First Pick Pod. Big Kev, tell them where they can find you and where they can listen and take us out. At BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple, iTunes, and Google Music. If you do take a side in this game on Over Under, I hope you win. Have a good Thursday. See you next week.